Hi, this is Dan Smith, and this is God Talks for OC Grace Online University. Well, hi again. This is Pastor Dan Smith at Garden Grove doing God Talk number 12 today. These are 10-minute talks about the character of God. Hopefully you've listened to the first 11 and you're in the flow, but it really doesn't matter where you start. I go any direction. This time we want to talk about Jephthah, a great story in the Bible. But first, uh, let me tell you about experience I had. For a while I was helping our Salusi University in Zimbabwe. And uh, I flew over there three or four times, and uh, every time we tried to take material that would help them, uh, laptop computers or cabling for, com for their computer systems. Took a couple of motorcycles one time. And of course, we had to manage to get all this in. Garden seeds, thousands of garden seeds. So uh, we were concerned about how we were going to get all this in without paying a humongous amount of customs and duty. So someone said to me, uh, Pastor Dan, you ought to take a couple of boxes of seized candy and just give them out as gifts to the people in customs and you'll sail right through. So I wasn't real comfortable with that, but well, if that's the way it's done, I'll go buy a couple of boxes of candy. <laughs> and I thought, my luck, I'd find the one honest person there who turns me in for trying to bribe him. And I'd be in a Zimbabwe jail somewhere. So I thought, oh, that's a bad idea. So I gave him to a couple secretaries at the conference office and said, I'm just going to trust God. So I, uh, I get over there, and uh, here I am in customs trying to put all this through. And uh, I'm, I'm struggling. You know, they don't want it all to go through without some money. And I'm trying to explain, this is for your university, it's for your country, I'm trying to help the students here in your school. And uh, finally she whispers to me, she says, I'm an Adventist too, I'm trying to help you, just, just wait a minute. <laughs> How close I came to bribing one of our own church members. I could have been in the newspapers, the Adventist pastor tries to bribe officials. Oh, I was glad I wasn't actually stuck to doing that. We ended up paying $60, got all of it in, and it helped the university in many ways. The question is today, do we need to bribe God? Is God like that, where somebody, he have to, you have to give him gifts, you have to uh, praise him, you have to give him money, you have to make sacrifices, you have to do something that's really hard in order to persuade him to be on your side. There's a famous story in Judges chapter 11 about Jephthah. Jephthah's a powerful man living out in the woods. His mother was a prostitute, so his brothers and sisters drove him out of the house. You're not part of us. They want a prostitute's son to be in the house with them. So because they had to, he becomes strong and powerful, and when uh, Israel was in trouble and surrounded, they asked for him to come and help them. So uh, he gets a few thousand soldiers together, but they are like 10% against their enemy. So he goes out into the woods and he begs God, if you'll just bless me, if you will give me a great victory, I'll give you the first thing that comes out of the door of my house when I come home. I don't know what he was thinking of, 
But God gives them a great victory. They come dancing up the sidewalk to the house. When out of the door comes his only daughter, his only child, dancing and celebrating with them, hugs her father. And then he remembers the terrible vow that he had made. The Bible says she went away with her girlfriends for two months. And then it says he did to her as he had vowed, killed his own daughter as a sacrifice to get God to bless him. How do you think God felt about that? Why was that so terrible? And not just because it's wrong to offer child sacrifices, but because it's heartbreaking to God. God wants to say, you know me better than that. I am not like that. That's the pagan gods all around you. If you sin and if you want the gods to forgive, you have to give them offerings, give your eldest son to Moloch, to statues or to idols whose arms are heated up when your child is burned up. You want the gods to bless you or give you long life or whatever, you have to give them something. Not me. Not your God. I am not like all those other so-called gods. I am not a reluctant God. I grew up in countries where you had to give offerings and sacrifices. Grew up in high school at Singapore. Spear through their skin in order to appease the gods. And Jesus has to come down and explain that over and over again. And the story of the prodigal son. The son doesn't have to do anything in order to get the father to forgive. Just come home. There was a man in Matthew 8 who said to Jesus, If you are willing, you can answer my prayers. And Jesus said, If I am willing, I am always willing. God is not a reluctant God. Which means <laughs> the cross is not for God. God does not need offerings to be persuaded to forgive. He does not need offerings to be persuaded to bless anybody. He is not a reluctant God. God does not need to be paid off, bought off, satisfied, pacified, propitiated, or any of those things. The cross was not for God. It was for us. Then we go to Psalm chapter 51. David has committed murder and adultery. But now the prophet has caught up to him, points to the king and says, Thou art the man. And now David is writing a psalm. He's begging God to forgive him. And he says in chapter 51, verse 16, You do not want sacrifices, or I would bring them. He calls them later unrighteous, unholy sacrifices. If anybody needed to make sacrifices, it was David. Murder and adultery. But he calls them unrighteous sacrifices. If you tried to give sacrifices, or the cross, or anything good you do as an offering to God, Somehow trying to get him to be more willing to forgive, to bless you, to get on God's side. God hates it. And he calls them unrighteous sacrifices. What does he want? Verse 17, I want a broken and contrite heart, just an empty heart. Just a, here, here's all I have. I have nothing. Just give yourself to him. The only way you can come to Christ is with empty hands. It's all Christ. It's all the cross. It is finished, the Bible says, and Jesus quoted, all oh God. But then it says in Psalm 51, verses 18 and 19, look at this. Then I will give you sacrifices. If you gave the sacrifices before you come to Christ, before salvation, before forgiveness, God hates it. I want nothing to do with your sacrifices. They're unrighteous sacrifices. 
because it implies something about God, that he needs that in order to be more willing than he already was. But the same gifts after the cross, after grace, after faith, now he's happy with them. God does want our works. Yes, he does want us to keep the Ten Commandments. He does want us to live holy lives and go to church and care for the poor and go on mission trips. Yes, yes, yes. But never, 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 never to persuade him or to change him. You can make him more willing, more loving, and more good than he already is. Then we jump to Revelation 17. The prostitute or the whore riding on the beast. What does it mean to be a prostitute? You have to pay somebody to love you. They won't love you just for you. You have to pay them. If we do that with God, if we think we have to pay God to love us, to bless us, to forgive us, to save us, then we become part of the beast and part of the prostitute because we imply God is a reluctant God. No, God is not a reluctant God. And so he says, come out of her, come out of that. And someday there will be a group of people at the end of the world and the final message proclaiming that God is not a reluctant God. He is totally, totally willing to answer your prayer, to forgive your sins, to take you to heaven. Just accept it. He did all. All you have to do is say yes. We don't need to do anything to talk him into it. This is God Talk and OC Grace TV. God bless. Mm -hmm.